Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I am thrilled to introduce you to kind of a new friend of mine, attorney Claire Samuels. And We have been working together in a group with the lovely Susan Guthrie. So we do kind of the same thing. Claire does some things a little bit different than I do, some things that I don't do. So this is going to be a great learning experience for me. But I just love, Claire, how you kind of have that caring, holistic attitude. And you also think of divorce as an opportunity. So would you mind just sharing with my listeners how you came to do the kind of work that you do and what led you there? Sure. So, you know, I actually, I had parents who got divorced later in my life. I was going into my senior year in high school and, you know, it it was many, many years before I talked about that, but they had a really challenging and high conflict divorce, thankfully over time and with some grandchildren and some different things, um, the waters have smoothed, but it was a very, very difficult process. So even then at a young age, I was convinced there had to be a way to do this in a way that preserved what was going to be not left of a family, but what this new redefined family would look like and to try and minimize the trauma, not just for the people, you know, going through the divorce, but all of the collateral damage that you see in extended families and families, whether they're children or not. So You know, our story included courtroom appearances and some different things like that, that I just, I knew there had to be a different way to untangle things. I didn't know what it was. So at a very young age, I knew I actually wanted to be an attorney and not just an attorney, but a family law attorney, which is kind of strange. That's amazing. Okay. So let me ask you, when you started out as a family law attorney, did your practice look like it does today? Oh, absolutely not. You know, when you think of things when you're younger and have kind of pie in the sky ideas, what I quickly learned was that wasn't um, happening. Collaborative law and some of the things that we might touch on while we're chatting, those weren't even things that were being talked about when I really graduated or they were just coming to the surface when I graduated. So I started at an incredible firm here in Charlotte became an equity partner with that firm, was with that firm for a very, very long time. That firm is known for its litigation and adversarial 
practice. I mean, it's, you know, just, you know, if you want to go hire a, a bulldog and a courtroom litigator, they're the top of the top. And it was an excellent learning experience for sure, but not what my practice looks like at all these days. So can you kind of go into, I think you call it a becoming divorce. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, you know, really wanting the divorce to be seen through a different lens and not cast in a way, you know, not having to have your parents divorce or the divorce that you saw on television, but casting it through a different lens. And you know, you and I talk about, you know, a future focused lens, not that we're asking clients to ignore the past or telling them that it doesn't matter. But really looking at this is how can it be an opportunity? How can it be a springboard to transform you into your next best life? And becoming is typically not an adjective that's used to describe divorce, but I think it should be. That's what made me think of it. I love that idea of becoming and what it means. And I love the idea of it being an opportunity and a springboard. So can you now tell me a little bit so your legal services. So you do you do mediations yes. like I do, family yes. law mediations. You also do collaborative law, which I haven't done yet. I've thought about doing it. Can you explain to the listeners well kind of the difference between what you did before as a litigator, collaborative law and mediation? Sure, absolutely. I mean, so in the traditional litigation framework, you are putting your claims before a judge, someone in a black robe who, you know, is doing their, you know, I tell my clients, they're doing the very best they can with the resources that they're given. And they don't know you, they don't know your children. They're also governed by our laws and rules, what we call statutes and court precedent. And they have to try to come up with a cookie cutter approach for your family, or they are required to come up with a cookie cutter approach for your family. And it sets you about a course where technically someone's a winner and someone's a loser. And, you know, that is the traditional litigation practice. In collaborative, collaborative is really more of an innovative approach that was developed by people like Stu Webb and in Minnesota, your neck of the woods, right? And some practitioners out in California who really wanted to take some of what they knew about mediation and family law and come up with, it's not mediation, you know, people get that confused, but collaborative really where we're going to take the approach that we are in the best position to make decisions for our family. And it is a commitment with a signed agreement that you will do all things outside of a courtroom. And if professionals or other team members need to be used, like divorce coaches or financial experts or child experts, that instead of the litigation model where everyone is hiring competing experts, we're hiring neutral experts to give us the very best information. You still have attorneys, you still have advocates who are your specific advocates in that scenario. But it's really a formal commitment 
one of the key components, and not everybody does it this way, but one of the key components is this contractual agreement at the outset, understanding that, you know, it's not going to be all kumbaya and braiding everybody's hair, but we are committed to rolling up our sleeves, really having the tough conversations about the tough issues with the goal in mind of resolving all things outside of a courtroom dispute. Okay. So when I think of collaborative law, each person has their own attorney. Correct. Has its benefits because they get that advice. And all my clients, I have them, you know, contact an attorney to look. Yes. So is there a large group of collaborative law attorneys or can you work collaboratively with attorneys who aren't necessarily always collaborative law attorneys? So they're actually to be certified collaborative and to to do a collaborative case here in Charlotte. We actually have Charlotte Collaborative Professionals And it has the people who have met the qualifications of our group. And we mimic the International Academy of Collaborative Practitioners in terms of standards for attorney practitioners, financial neutral practitioners, child specialist practitioners, and divorce coaches. And so if you were going to try and do a collaborative, a true collaborative case in our local community, that would be a way to find a resource. Now, all of my cases, you know, and that's the big thing. Everybody thinks, you know, your litigation cases, while I'm turning my practice away from making a conscious effort to turn my practice away from litigation now, I've always practiced. Some people call it big C, little C. Some people don't like that, but I think it actually does have use. Like small C, it's not a true by the definition, collaborative case, but where you're trying to resolve things amicably. And if you find yourself, you know, in a situation where your spouse has maybe hired someone who's not part of a collaborative practicing group and that community won't do a collaborative case otherwise, then adopt the small C and adopt the pieces of a collaborative case that work well for your family. Right. And what a great person you would be to represent these people because you've had that experience too. And so you know how to do it both ways, you know? And so I think people would really appreciate that if their spouse is hiring someone who's out to fight. Right, right. I mean, I'm sure you know from your practice as well, you know, same kind of thing that we have that experience. I mean, it's over a decade of practicing within the confines of a high conflict and litigation, you know, system um, that certainly gives you an understanding. And that's one of the things that I think that it's really important for clients to hear and to have an honest conversation with their attorneys, you know, about what the legal process really looks like. Like What what amount of time is it going to take? What's it going to cost? The best attorneys that I know aren't scared to have that conversation with their clients. Yeah. And, you know, educating themselves is so, so key. And there's a lot of information out there now. And there's a lot of professionals that we're going to talk about that a little bit. A lot of information, a lot of professionals and pre-COVID times, you know, I used to tell people, so you are confused. I mean, don't Google it or ask your, the courthouse is open to the public, just like your case. You could go down there and sit for a couple of hours and watch what unfolds and see if that's something that you want to be a part of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. (laughs) (laughs) Take a few 
field trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point and would uh, maybe turn them towards more of a collaborative approach Yeah, probably. after seeing that. So can you tell me, I know a lot of times mediation practices are different. You know, people do them differently. Mm-hmm. When I do it, I sit down with both of the people. I act as a neutral. I can give them legal information. We do go through their legal paperwork together. Mm-hmm. Is that how your practice works or is it different? So the majority of my mediation clients right now are represented by attorneys. They come to me that way. Okay. Because we actually, even parties who are pre-litigation are deciding to go to mediation. But once you file litigation in North Carolina, you're actually required to participate in mediation. So they're coming to me that way. But Otherwise, if I'm working with clients who don't yet have attorneys, yes, that is exactly the process. Sit down. We talk about what kind of financial information needs to be gathered. And, you know, the explanation that I can provide legal information. I can tell you what I have seen. I can tell you what the law says. But in terms of applying it to either one of them, that's where I, you know, strongly encourage and recommend that they have attorneys Um, either, you know, even at the outset, I think it's always a good idea, but at a minimum that they would need to have attorneys, you know, at the conclusion of things before anything is, you know, you know, finalized. I totally agree. And anytime there's an issue and I'm explaining the law about maybe spousal maintenance, that's often the time where I say, you may want to touch base. You're still saving money. You're still right. working together, but you're getting that piece that I can't give you, which is the legal advice. Right. And then we can come back. And yeah. And, and I think clients can be afraid of pulling other professionals in. And that's where I think it's great to have, I, I tell them, I refer you to mediation-friendly attorneys. Yeah. They're going to make sure that you know what you're agreeing to and that what we're talking about is aligned with what you're agreeing to, but they're not going to try to disrupt or undo the hard work that we've done. That I agree with you completely. You know, and it doesn't always work out that way and you can still work through it. I, it just feels good to know that they're getting that piece of advice. So we kind of are similar yeah, in how we do that. Okay. So those are, so it's legal, collaborative law, mediation. Are there other services that you provide for clients? So I do, I mean, obviously I do the prenuptial, postnuptial, all of those kinds of agreements. I haven't started doing, I know you and Dawn are doing marital mediation, which I think is so, so, so cool. And I would be open to doing that. I haven't had anyone reach out to me about doing that. I think it, I think that's awesome that people are talking about that. But those are the services I provide. And so really sticking within the legal realm, but I've developed what I call a curated community of experts to help my clients with all of the other things they need, don't know they need, or may even just want as they're going through the divorce process and part of that idea of a a transformation process. So, okay, I want to get into this a little bit more because I love, so tell me about your community. So these, do you have a sheet that you give people? How do they learn? And are they like divorce coaches and financial experts that you know and recommend? Or Sure. Sure. So I have always loved 
being a connector. Like, oh, you you need this? You should call this person. You should call this person. And especially connecting my clients with other powerful women and professionals who they know either have some firsthand experience what they've been through or know that they're going through a vulnerable time and they can trust them. So I pulled together um, definitely the professionals that we think of traditionally when we're talking about divorce. So CPAs, wealth management, divorce financial analysts, divorce coaches, therapists for sure. Um, but have also pulled in, there's two interior designers that are part of our group. Um, yes, who, you know, because if you're moving or your spouse is moving out and taking things, like how do you want to readjust? What does what your new home look like? Fashion stylist who will come do a closet edit with you or, or get rid of the things that were the old you and maybe you want the new you. We've got fitness and nutritionalists as part of the curated community, in-home meal preparation, and just all of those things. Um, organizers, professional organizers, and um, simplicity organizers is someone that we use. We've got private investigator. And even if you're not in a knockdown drag out litigation, there still would be reasons you might need a, a private investigator. So just really try to think of all of the things that you might think of or that you might not think of, but you find yourself kind of in a crossroads and just knowing that this group of women. So when my clients are onboarded, they get a welcome package from me and from the curated community that has different either items in it or certificates or introductions. And it really is, you know, take what you want, leave the rest. If you, if you want to have a consultation with a member of the group, if you, if you want to further explore, you know, moving in that direction. I mean, and the coaches aren't all just divorce coaches. Some of them are executive coaches. And in terms of maybe your, this is going to be a change for you in terms of your work and what you're doing going forward. So just some of that that's it's there for the taking if you need it. And when you're ready, you know, maybe right at the beginning isn't the right time for you, but as the process goes on. I, and it's funny because when you were talking, I thought, oh, or maybe a career coach or, you know, I was kind of thinking, this is going to make me better, Claire, because I don't do this and I'm going to start. So you actually, so you kind of have a, you have a packet, you have a list of the people and then each of those, like the divorce coach or the executive coach or the interior designer, they have information that they put together for your client as well? Yes. So on my website, there's a full list of the curated community. And then in my welcome letter that I email clients, there's a link to that. But when they get, it's a, you know, a, a box and it's got... Oh, we have a mortgage broker in there. Our mortgage broker, Erin, okay. she has a candle in there because you're going to call her. We're going to call her for really specific things. You know, if we're sitting in a mediation, what kind of house can we afford? What's right. going to happen? That kind of stuff, running those numbers. And I have two realtors in my group. So one of my realtors puts a thing of chocolates in there. But And there's several authors in the community. And so their books are in the package and then as well as some certificates that have special offers for my clients as part of the curated community. And whether it's, you know, an hour consultation or a 50% off this or a free 
you know, exercise class, if you want to go try a new bar and Pilates class or a free facial, just so like, like just some like freebie fun gifts, but then also some stuff that, you know, here's some information about different kinds of coaching. You know, there's coaches that are, you know, dating coaches or women over 50 or, you know, just all kinds of different varieties. And just like everything else, you know, it's not a one size fits all. So there are all of these different coaches or different kinds of realtors or interior designers. So you can find who's really a good fit for you. I am so inspired. And I'm thinking this must have taken a while to pull this list together. It has. Definitely. I can look back at the notes when I started my practice two years ago and I started jotting about this and my preliminary list of I've got to reach out to these women and you know, it has grown, but there were definitely, I mean, this is just such a high caliber group of women that I'm so fortunate enough to know in Charlotte and just such a dynamic group that it, you know, we've been this size for probably a year now. So once making all the calls, I mean, everyone was a yes whether they had been divorced or not, just love the idea of this kind of community coming together. And the main purpose is certainly to support my clients, but it's also nice to be in this group of entrepreneurial women who are also supporting and cheering for each other and sharing ideas about our business. So it's, I can't say enough wonderful things about this group. I mean, I'm just blessed beyond measure that it's come together the way it has. And I'm so thankful. Well, and you sound like you're a blessing to them because you're supporting the clients, you're supporting the women entrepreneurs and you're supporting doing this a better way. That is so amazing. It's good. And you probably do it. You don't even think you're doing it. You well, have well, I want to make, I'm going to copy that over I here. Wonderful. <laughs> I want it. I want, I mean, yes. Becoming divorces all around. I love yeah. it. Yep. It's amazing. Before we head into the Saddle Up segment, I want to tell you about a special offer I have right now. Are you overwhelmed with the thought of co-parenting or are you afraid your divorce will damage your kids? You are not alone. Our children are always our number one concern. And that's why I created my Parenting Plan online course. It is easy, affordable, quick, and effective. All the divorces that I walk my clients through begin with the parenting plan. So you will have the most important piece of your divorce done, and you don't need to worry about the court making decisions for your kids. Remember, you can mitigate the damage caused by divorce by parenting well together. Check out my online course at lisakoski.com. So now as we're heading clear to the end of our conversation, I can't believe it's our, it's gone so fast, but I always ask my guests to talk in the saddle up segment, which is where you give people just a piece of advice, something they can do right now to better themselves or, or an idea like that, that you think could help. 
You know, I think that when you're going through this process, you're always thinking about like the next thing and your to-do list and all of that and really finding some time to pause and breathe. The breathing piece is huge. I was reading a book recently where it just talked about just the science behind really pausing and getting more oxygen to your brain. And it's huge. And it just takes a couple of minutes, you know, that five second inhale, the five second hold your breath, the five second exhale. It's so huge. So, and we all have a minute to do that. And so just pausing and being able to to get more oxygen to your brain really can make a difference and a quick one. I love that. That's so good. So Claire, I know I've seen you on Instagram a lot. Where else can people find you? And we'll put it in the show notes, but what's a good way to follow Claire Samuel? Sure, absolutely. Instagram and Facebook. And then also you can, um, there are blogs and more information about my Curie community and my practice all on my website at clairesamuelswall.com. All right. So Claire Samuels, check her out, guys. She is amazing. And truly, I thank you for what you're doing, how you're doing it. And thank you for being here with me today. It has meant a lot to me and has taught me to be a better mediator. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to do an Instagram live. We are. Yes, we are. My first one ever. So I can't wait. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.